Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Uh, check it out now. Uh, no doubt now. Thursday, December 22nd, 2022 is the Beating the Book podcast, Megapod Week number 16 in the National Football League. It's Gil Alexander, live from the uh, South Point. We got records to update. We got picks to make. Jeff Parles with us, staples of the show here at the South Point. Jeff Parles, VEASAN host. How you doing, Jeff Free? I'm good. Uh, you got me up early today. Yes. Jeff experiencing the uh, numbers game uh, Megapod back-to-back. And uh, from his mom's cork attic in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Todd Wishnev. What's happening, Todd? I'm still in a bad mood about my Redskins plus five at the end of that ridiculous game that we were robbed. Absolutely highway robbery. Yeah. Curtis Samuel got got hugged at the end of that game. And then Terry McLaurin, the play before that, pro bowler, the incomparable Terry McLaurin, checking with the ref and then told, I'm sorry, we're going to have to throw the flag. That was I brutal. Mean, it's just getting to a ridiculous point with this NFL refereeing situation. I mean, the guy asks the guy, am I on the line? He says, okay. And then he calls the foul. What is going on? And then the Raiders guy is inbounds on the, um, on the, um, on the uh, replay, or not inbounds, or do we not have a camera in the back pylon? Can, I mean, what is going on in this league? Can we introduce the guest first before we bitch about stuff? No, I'm Can very angry. Can we do that? <laughs> uh, we have a rotating guest on the Megapod, of course, every week from the inception of this show. And today, for the first time on the Megapod, uh, ladies and gentlemen, VEASAN's own Matt Humans is with us. How you doing, Matt? Hey, pretty good, buddy. It's uh, great to be on the Megapod. I've seen... Uh, your uh, roll call of impressive guests over the past uh, several years, and it's uh, good to be on here finally. Well, I will appreciate you doing it. By the way, my bad for not having you on before this. I just want to say Matt Humans is a bit of, me- of a medical marvel. I refer to him always as medical marvel Matt Humans. And, Todd, this, is, this will be interesting to you because you obviously, with that weight loss challenge with Fezzik, Matt, can you explain to Todd, I'm not sure he's aware of this, of what your, what your daily intake of food looks like? Uh, it's, it's massive on a daily basis, probably, you know, four to five, some days, even six fast food meals. I will say this, uh, you guys, (laughs) last night, it's amazing. Last night went out to uh, a great steakhouse. Anybody wants a tip? I don't know if, uh, Jeff, Gil, uh, any of you guys have been there? T-Bones Steakhouse at the Red Rock Casino. Have you been there? Never. Outstanding. Really? Uh, I went there last night. So, uh, that's a. That's a pro tip what for is anybody your, who is looking for a good steakhouse 
in uh, Summerlin. What is your go-to steak order, though? That matters. Well, last night it was a tomahawk ribeye. It was a 42-ouncer. And, so, uh, so Matt, what is your trick? What is your trick to defy the laws of physics and be able to consume <laughs> all these calories and not be eight billion pounds? Because I'd love to learn that trick. Yes, two hundred and forty-eight pounds right now, Todd. Two forty-eight. Right, and you're pretty tall, so you're aren't tall. you like six? Yeah. What are you, six two? Uh, about six five, six four, six five, right in that neighborhood. But uh, shouldn't you be uh, like a million pounds with, with eating six fast food meals a day, or how does that work? I, you know, I have worked out pretty consistently uh, my entire life, and um, I guess, like Gil says, it's, it's it's kind of a medical marvel situation. I don't know. I actually, I, Gil, I don't take it personally that you never invited me on the pod because I don't like to be up at 9 in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, I know your typically, schedule. Typically, I sleep between about 6 to 7 a.m. to about 10 a.m., and that's uh, pretty much... Just right in the middle of my sleep schedule, but that's yeah. okay. We learned. We tried to have him on a numbers game a few times. We we learned his schedule the hard way. He's a. We're gonna have to get some scientists down there to figure out what Matt's doing. Todd, he's a fucking medical marvel, is what he is. You know what he does? There is a secret that we haven't revealed. You don't drink soda, right? That's that is part of this. Yeah, I actually gave that up. I gave yeah. it up for the most part. I mean, every once in a while you cheat on uh, pretty much everything in terms of uh, what you eat and drink, but. Uh, um, I did make a conscious decision to uh, give that stuff up because I thought that was that's something that put packs on extra pounds around your belly that uh, you could do without. So I drink a lot more water and a lot less uh, uh, Coke and things like that. Yeah, sure, that's me. I right, man, I, if I could mainline some root beer <laughs> into my veins, I would do it. Love that stuff. Uh, all right, so before we get into the, our best bets, um, first of all, dumbbell of the week. <laughs> Is there any is there any doubt about this? Though? I mean, I mean, we have to have a coaches division and a player division. There's a coach, the coach division, player division. The refs are in their own category, but I, I think it's just sheer incompetence more than anything. I don't like. I know people were really agitated uh, about the, always throwing around the the f word on a, on on Sunday. Of course, fix. These guys are not competent enough to fix a game. Let's just get that out of the way real quick. So let's just say, so the, so the coach yeah. is going to be... Jeff Saturday and the Colts staff. Jeff Saturday and the Colts staff. Yeah, I would throw the whole staff in there. Well, okay, hold on. Who, who was the one who refused to use the timeouts? That was that was Well, Sala well, screwed refused up, too, the timeouts. but I think Saturday and company blowing a 33-point lead... That All takes the not, you're not, not going yeah. down to the bottom of the yeah. play clocks. That, yeah. Both of those are... Yeah. But obviously the player... I mean, it has to be Jacoby Myers. Myers and the way that that Raiders-Patriots game ended, which is just the most unbelievable ending to any game that I think any of us have ever seen. I don't want to be prisoner of the moment. But, like, I'm screaming watching this play. Like, <laughs> you got to be careful. Like, I'm seeing it coming, right? And, by the way, the, the, un, the, the, the sort of underrated part of that play is Chandler Jones camouflaged in the Raiders logo. Yeah. Right? Like, as if he, he could have laid down and been completely camouflaged and then just absolutely trucking Mac Jones. Well, you know what was going up. through my head was was Roethlisberger's tackle on that guy. I forget oh, what the, the guy's indie playoff game. Oh, it was yeah. it was the Steelers had the game one and that incredible upset in Indy. And Bettis goes into the line. It's like one of his last games ever, and he fumbles the ball. And then the Colts guy picks it up and he starts running the other way. And there's only one guy left, and it's Roethlisberger. And Roethlisberger barely grabs out his arm and somehow stops him. As soon as Chandler Jones got that, I had a flashback to Roethlisberger making the tackle. And instead, Mac Jones with the most pathetic excuse for a tackle that I think I've ever seen. That was unbelievable. 
unbelievable. So someone made the point on Twitter that Mac Jones's tackle attempt on Chandler Jones what would be what happened if you put you or I out there. Yeah. That's what it would be like. What that that attempt, bro? When we for Mac Jones in fifth grade, right? We had we we had mandatory full pads football when we were in third grade. This is how this is how it was back in the day. And in fifth grade, there was a kid in our class. Maybe you had this kind of kid in your class. He was post pubescent, like he was the same height in fifth grade that he is today. And we were all like, he was. And I remember one time he was coming at me. It was just me and him. And he just completely like I he Mac Jonesed me. I had no chance. I think he, he tripped up by the way, so I think I got the tackle. But he got the best of it. I was destroyed. I felt I that was that moment. And Chandler Jones, you could see it. He's like, I'm not letting this dude tackle me. Um, any in game thing, Todd? Real quick before we do it. I mean, just that Redskins, it, it just shows that how, you know, you can be so right and still be wrong on, on, on these uh, games. You know, I took the, the commanders plus five was looking for the, you know, the backdoor shenanigans or whatever was going to happen. And, you know, of course, first of all, how I don't understand. I still don't lose the game if they don't give up 42 yards on three straight carries to Saquon Barkley yeah. in absolutely positively run situations. I've never seen an NFL game where everyone knows the team's going to run the ball and you give it to Saquon Barkley three times and he gains 42 yards, 14 a crack each time. That was that was stunning. That was the that was the that was the underrated part of that game. The Skins D did not show up. No. Did not show up. And Chase Young, one of these days, I guess, will show up for that. Yeah, at some point. I don't know. Maybe 2024. Todd, update the records. The records are very interesting. Mr. Gilly Ice and Jeffrey Parles went in different directions. We were all tied at 24 and 18. Gilly with a big 3-0. and oh, Thank Thanks you. to Tom Brady giving the game to the Bengals each 27 and 18. Jeffrey with an 0 and 3 falls to 24 and 21. I had a solid 2-0 and 1 to 26, 18 and 1. I'm a half game back of Gilly Ice. The guest seat falls to 22 and 23 after Ooh. a poor 0 and 3. In the teaser division, we're all almost even now. Six and nine for Jeff and Gil. I am five, nine, and one. And the guest is 11 and four on the teasers. Guest chair is crushing teasers. Jesus. We suck at teasers. We've been very bad. What a terrible teaser year it was. All right. Um, Now, this could be part of our best bets, or it might not be. But any thoughts, Matt, we'll start with you. Any thoughts on tonight's Jaguars-Jets game? Rain is expected. Rain is almost certain. We'll see if the wind gets to a uh, hazardous mile per hour, but right now it's drifting about 14 miles per hour, which is just under the cusp of it mattering. Jets are going to have Quinn and Williams. Jets are going to have Zonovan uh, Smith playing. It will be Zach Wilson, of course. Any play on this game tonight? I don't have a play on this game. I, I talked with uh, Danny Burke on the v podcast about this yesterday, and I said I always like to be uh, completely honest about this because when people listen to you uh, talk, sometimes you say you have a lean, whatever, uh, I don't know what liens are necessarily, just um, but I don't, I don't want people to uh, follow my opinion when I, when I say I've just got a lean. If I've got a bet on something, it's it's a much different take. But I, I do lean to the Jets for whatever that's worth tonight. And uh, that's why I said yesterday with Danny, I trust the Jets' defense a little bit better. I think uh, they have a better shot to win with Mike White, at quarterback. But it's not a huge gap between Mike White and uh, Zach Wilson. And I think the public perception of Wilson is a little bit off from reality because he's he's not as bad as people seem to think he is. He made some really impressive plays and some good throws in that game a week ago. I kind of blame the coach for some uh, clock mismanagement there as well. But I think the Jets' defense is the best unit on the field. I also believe the Jaguars' recent success is being exaggerated by the media. A lot of times it's 
it's fun to play up the team that hasn't been good for a long time. And the Jaguars have stunk for a long time. And Trevor Lawrence was, you know, a month into the season, he was considered basically a guy headed in the direction of being a bust. He goes into the Cowboys game last week with 181 consecutive pass attempts without a pick. Jaguars are rolling. Hey, they're still down 17 in the third quarter of that game last week, and the Cowboys kind of gave it away. Uh, and don't forget, a few weeks ago, the Jaguars were blown out 40-14 to 14 at Detroit. So this team has not arrived yet. Uh, but again, like I said, it's not a real bet on the Jets. It's just a lean for me. Todd, anything tonight, Todd? Yeah, I'm going to make one of my plays uh, this game, actually, the over. I like the over 36 and a half in this game. Um, you want me to give my my pick right now then? Please, please, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I just think the Jaguars are turning into the ultimate over team. They're they're pretty good on offense now, and, they, and they've pretty much been decent on offense all year. I think they're getting a little bit better every week on offense. And, uh, and I think the uh, defense is horrendous. The defense is just absolutely horrendous for this team. Everybody moves the ball on the Jaguars. So even um, Wilson, who I just can't stand, I see the Jets scoring some points. I mean, the Jets scored on the Bears. The, the Jets will find a way to get us to 21. And I think the, the Jaguars can, um, can get you 17 points here. I think they're they're not bad on offense. I think they're horrendous on defense. And I just think that the Jets, the Jets defense, of course, is this concern. If the Jets shut down the Jaguars, I'm going to lose this game. But I just think we can get to 17 points for the Jaguars. 21-17 gets you over. 36 and a half is just so low for an NFL game. If you get turnovers on the wrong side of the field, you're going to win automatically. Um, give me over 36 and a half. It's just too low. I know the weather's crazy, but it's just too low. All right. 36 and a half is the number over for, uh, Todd, by the way, Todd, I'm going to like mimic, all, I'm going to, I'm going to make all of my final nine picks of the year exactly yours so that I can beat you by a half game. <laughs> Should I do that? It sounds like something that you would do. And it sounds like uh, the type of person that you are. So it doesn't surprise me. Thank you very much, Mr. Wishna. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. and we're going to try to, by the way, for all these games, cause this is a polar vortex bomb cyclone week we like did the whole segment on a numbers game this morning like we were news radio traffic on the ones or whatever weather on the twos but we'll try to give the weather for the games that are affected by these weather systems anything tonight no bets matt is right the jet defense is the best unit in this game but i also don't mind todd's over because you're dealing with zach wilson who could give you give you a touchdown the wrong direction we saw him the difference in the game last week was three Wilson handed Detroit three points with that absolutely ridiculous interception uh, in the third quarter. I'm just concerned. The one big thing that I think a lot of people are missing with the Jets, part of the reason that this three-game losing streak has happened, not part of it, but a big part of it, is that offensive line has gone completely in the toilet the last month. Not having Vera Tucker where he suffered that, that injury in Denver, that has really come to hurt them. So I just, I, I don't know. My big concern is I don't know if they're going to be able to block against anyone. And this is a Jaguar defense. Let's face it, this Jaguar defense stinks. So if you can't score against Detroit, like, like 17 last week, not enough against Detroit. You could do the same thing you did against Jacksonville, and that could be a problem, and you're relying on your defense a whole lot again. I would have had the Jaguars as a bet. They're my fourth. I've actually, I do actually have a bet on the Jaguars from earlier this week, uh, but they're not going to be one of my top three. The Quinn and Williams recovery like bothers me just enough to stay off this the weather bothers me just enough so it's not gonna be one of my top three todd what number was that for you one two or three 
I don't know. I, I never, I just put him down as I put him. So I just made that one. Why did I know that was the answer? By the way, no Cam Robinson tonight for Jacksonville. No Cam Robinson the rest of the season. Not having your starting left tackle is a big deal, though. It's a big deal. All right, Matt Humans, everybody, from VSIN. Uh, Matt, tell everybody what all the different things you do. First of all, the, the, the Friday night football handicapping challenge has been a real awesome thing this year. Um, explain to folks what that is and who's in the lead and everything right now when they can hear that. Sure. The uh, Circuit Friday Football Invitational, 9 to midnight Pacific time. And uh, I got to credit Derek Stevens because I brought the idea idea to him in August and said, hey, I kind of want to do a remake of the old Stardust Invitational. Uh, for anyone who was around Vegas in the 90s, early 2000s, Stardust Invitational was a big event on Friday nights where two handicappers went head to head. Sometimes it was a celebrity. Sometimes it was a you know, professional better, whatever. Uh, but it was a, a pretty cool deal. But I wanted to change the format and I think improve the format. Uh, but I needed somebody to put up some money and uh, to make it a legitimate contest. And Derek Stevens did that because, as you guys know, Derek's, uh, if you have an idea, take it to Derek and he'll yep. listen. And, uh, you know, he's an innovative guy. And uh, I, I appreciate him embracing that. When I told him about the start of this invitational, he was all for it. So, um, yeah, that's a big thing on Friday nights. And then Saturdays, I do a three-hour NFL betting pregame show or a preview show with uh, Scott Spritzer. And um, I do those Saturday morning spots with Michael Lombardi, be on with Brent Musburger this Sunday. Nice. I know you've done that a few times, Gil. Yeah. I'll be with Brent on Sunday mornings. And, uh, of course, we're all contributing a bunch of uh, – Content to the website up there at vcin.com. The Friday Football Invitational, the format is what, man? 16 handicappers, five best bets a week, sides and totals, no props, no first half plays, things like that, just sides and totals. You got the entire NFL and college football board. Oh, they, can, they can do college too. And who's, oh, in, yeah. who's in the lead right now? Uh, Chris the Bear Felica. Have you ever heard of him? Is, I think we know that guy. Wow. Yeah. Works for Fox Sports. Uh, or he will soon. Doug Kazarian of ESPN is in second. Then we got a few pros up there at the top. Uh, Joey Fortuna. I don't know if you know Joey Toons. Yeah. Um, Jeff Whitelaw. Uh, Jeff Whitelaw, Randy McKay. We got a, uh, a good group of, uh, I was trying to see who else is up here at the top. Chuck Edel and. Uh, James Salinas. James Salinas. We know him too. So what what happens is after the ninth week, we start to cut the last place contestant each week. One cut a week for eight straight weeks. So we're cutting the field from 16 to eight. And the final cut's going to be this week. And then you have your elite eight to compete uh, for the championship over the final uh, two weeks. Love that. And off the the top, last question here, off the top of your head, do you know what Felica's record is at this point? Yeah, 45 and 30. And... um, I've got Brooklyn's Best Pizza. I know the owner. I got him to sponsor the best best bets portion of the contest. So you pick one of your five games as a best bet, and that's used for tiebreaker purposes only. Um, But I was talking with the Bear yesterday, and uh, he's got the best best bet record in the contest at 11-4 and through 15 weeks. So we're at the end of the season. We will award a Brooklyn's Best MVP award. And that stands for most valuable picker, and you get a free dinner at Brooklyn's Best. How about that? Nice. Um, well, I've been on text with Felica where I'm talking about a play that I have, and he basically, because of this contest, because the stakes are much higher than whatever I'm babbling about, he's like, "Yeah, whatever. I got this. I got to beat Kazarian." 
So <laughs> he's, he's totally into it, but play by play. All right, let's get to our best bets, beginning with Mr. Humans, side or total, sir, whatever you got first. What's first? What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. All right, what I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with here is a game that I thought at the beginning of the week I did not think I was going to be on. I was at the Patriots Raiders game on Sunday and thoroughly unimpressed with both teams. And um, the more I the more I looked at this Bengals Patriots game, uh, I kind of changed my mind in terms of uh, whether or not I was going to play it. So the Patriots are going to be a play for me, and I, I bet them at plus three. And a half, and I know three is the number right now. So, for grading purposes on this pod, I'm sure it'll be plus three, but that's okay. Uh, I, I did not anticipate I was going to like the Patriots in this spot, but the more I dig into it, I do. And uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, they got off to a slow start in September. I think their week 15 game at Tampa Bay was kind of a microcosm of the season. They fall behind 17 0, they roar back with 34 consecutive points. Bengals now 11 and 1 ATS in their past. 12, after starting the season 0-2, Joe Burrow, who threw four picks in week one, uh, passes for four touchdowns last week. And now the Bengals are a cash machine for the uh, the betting public, and uh, that's the team everyone wants to ride, and I understand that. But I'm going to look the other way here. So Cincinnati's 10-4, has a victory over the Chiefs, hosts Buffalo in week 17, so home field advantage in the AFC playoffs is still within reach. Uh, but I think this is a little bit of a tricky spot here. You're a three, three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road for the second straight week, and you got a bigger game against the Bills on deck. I think the Patriots, 7-7 seven and seven right now, figure to be fully focused for this game after the fiasco in Las Vegas. Uh, we all know what happened there. I think the one positive you take away from that game was that the, uh, the Patriots were really able to beat up the Raiders' defense on the ground, and I think they're going to do the same thing here to the Bengals' defense. Ramondre Stevenson had 172 of the team's 206 rushing yards. Uh, I think they're going to have success on the ground against the Cincinnati defense. It's going to be without ends, Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson uh, because of injuries. Bengals ranked 30th in the NFL in sacks. They've only got 22 for the season. Twelve and a half of those belong to Hubbard and Hendrickson, and they're not going to be on the field. So 
The New England offensive line's got a lot better shot to get Mac, Giant, Mac Jones the time to throw here. Typically, this is the type of spot where I would always back Belichick as a home dog. But obviously, this is not the same Patriots team, not the same Belichick. So it took me a while to uh, warm up to this one. But I think if you can overlook some of the Patriots' shortcomings here, you can talk yourself into taking the points. Gil, I think you're on the other side of this one. Yeah. Uh, I thought, you know, initially at the start of the week, I was not going to like the Patriots, but I went ahead and took the three and a half. And I, I think it's a, a decent matchup and a, a pretty good spot for the Patriots. Yeah, I'll jump in. We are oppo on that one. As long as it's three, we're oppo, and it is three. So, so I got the Bengals. I, I actually bought it to the three earlier this week in my uh, betting account, but it is three now for the uh, Bengals. In most spots, um, 24 degrees, 14-mile-per-hour winds, gusts up to 40 miles per hour, uh, 40% chance of precipitation, one of the games affected by weather. Uh, Joe Burrow, though, in the five gold, coldest games of his career, including the playoffs, 5-0 and with a 119.9 passer rating uh, in those games. So he does not appear to be affected by such things. Um, T. Higgins, full practice this week. For me, it's pretty simple on this. I've I've backed the Bengals. I backed the Bengals last week against the Bucks. I know you know all the I lost. You lose the sharp card when you did that last week, apparently. And for about a half of football, it looked like I deserved to lose it. And then the Bucks did Bucks things, and it was really five straight possessions. I know it goes down as four straight possessions with a turnover, but the uh, Giovanni Bernard, I didn't even know this was supposed to be snapped to me, is is really a turnover also. And so uh, that just unraveled, and so. Listen, I think the Bengals are just a better football team than the New England Patriots. Now, I, I have said this about the Patriots all year, and I do mean this. They are the one team, and you can say this about almost every NBA, any NFL game, but the Patriots to me are the team that typically, if they get ahead of you, they're a much different football team than they are when they get behind. They are not built to come from behind. But if they get ahead of you, they're, they're usually good unless they're pitchy woo-wooing it around the field. Um, but I like the I like that it is a muted number. I think the Bengals are going to win the AFC North. I don't think the Patriots are going to have enough to beat them. The Bengals are my play. I will make it my number two play of the week on that. I guess I get my number one since Todd's already utilized the yes. play. Uh-huh. What uh, what are we giving me on the uh, Philadelphia Eagles here, guys? Uh, Eagles are plus boop, 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 with Gardner Minshew plus six. All right, I will take a very happily take the full six. With the Philadelphia Eagles on the road to Dallas. Now, look, I know Dallas is coming off back-to-back pretty lackluster performances, all things considered. Houston had them beat until they didn't. And Jacksonville came from 17 down last week. And Dallas kind of just stopped playing when they were up 17 in that third quarter. But, you know, this was one and a half before all the craziness happened on Monday when we realized, okay, the market's telling us Jalen Hurts isn't going to play. I think four and a half points, as great as Hertz has been this year, that is too much from Hertz to Minshew. It's a lot. Gardner Minshew is a top three backup quarterback in this league. Now, look, I understand there's system things with Hertz that make it a little bit difficult to replace him. Uh, granted, you have the perfect system fit in Baltimore, and Tyler Huntley looks absolutely awful right now. So I'm going to throw that argument out out here. Minshew in his one game last year, granted he was playing a dreadful Jet defense last year, Minshew completed over 85% of his passes in that game and was awesome in a two-touchdown win in the Meadowlands. Now, yes, different story, different year, different type of defense in Dallas. But I thought, I thought the Cowboys have been overrated all year. And 
maybe it's confirmation bias these last two weeks with them struggling against uh, the worst team in the league in Houston and then, of course, Jacksonville beating them from 17 down last week. But they're starting to look like Mike McCarthy teams that are not quite as good as their record shows. I think Philly's winning the game outright, clinching the division. We don't oh. see Hurts again wow. until the playoffs. Oh. I like Minshew. Give me the six. Wow. Give me the six. Jeff going outright. Yeah, give me the six. Very happily. Eagles' magic number is one. Yeah, just just win the game on Saturday you're in. One, one Eagles loss or one Vikings, excuse me, one Eagles win or one Vikings loss, and they clinch the number one seed in the National Football Conference. That's all it takes. So they got that going for them. But you think they're winning outright. By the I way, in your, in your backup quarterback power rankings, you said he's top three. Who's your number one? Teddy Bridgewater? No, not anymore because Bridgewater, Bridgewater's totally fallen off the cliff. Do we count Heineke? Heineke do we count Heineke, Heineke as a backup still Heineke, or no? Nick Foles? I mean, like, I don't know. It's got a little polluted with some no, of these No, it's, it's kind of yeah. weird because now Kobe you have... Maybe. Who was that? What was that? Maybe Kobe Brissett. Yeah, I would say Brissett's near the top at this point. I, I had Brissett in there. I had Minshew in there. I think White is up there as well. There are a bunch of guys that are pretty similar that are near the top of the list on backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Is Baker Mayfield considered a backup? I, like, so I, I, I count Baker's I, I count yeah. Baker's a starter since Stafford uh is nowhere to be found anymore. Jameis Winston not able to see the field. Uh, James, of... James Winston might as well not exist at this point. Right, we're snaking? Are we snaking? Oh, I haven't given mine. No, you, you, have, you pick two. Yeah. Oh, I got pick two. two. We're yeah. snaking. Yeah. Okay, so I uh my number uh one my number one will be the let me decide who I want to be my number one. Does it it doesn't really matter which how we rank these. I'm going to take the Washington Commodores. There we go. Is it seven and a half or just seven now? What is it? I bet it at seven and a half, but it's seven. It's I'll seven take the now, seven. Yeah. Um, here's what I think with the, I was talking about this earlier on a numbers game this week. Jeffrey and I were yesterday, which is, um, I don't feel like, I feel like as betters, as opposed to the mainstream media, like we, we do on the one hand, get things better than they do, right? We, we are, we're aware of things or we seize on things that they n- might not necessarily, but I do think in some cases we go too far. And so I think that like the notion of seeding, we probably overrate. And I think the, uh, the Niners right now are probably more concerned about being healthy down the stretch than they are about positioning themselves in the NFC playoff picture. And in fact, They're in the rare position where they've already won their division here with three games left. No one can catch them in the NFC West, and it is not realistic for them to catch the Eagles for the number one seed, which is really the only seed that matters. Obviously, it's the only seed with a bye. So I think like this notion, if you had that notion, maybe you didn't, of them, oh, we got to be the number two seed over the Vikings. Like I don't think that's a thing. So let's start there. And I do think the Washington defense, and you're right, Todd, they were terrible the other night. But what's the old saying? You know, you're never as bad one week as you are or, or as good as you are the previous week. I actually think the Washington defense stacks up pretty well against a Debo-less, Brock Purdy-led offense. And I've always called the uh, the commodes a poor man's version of the Niners. So there's a lot of things swirling. Washington needs it also much more than the Niners do. Um, these things are less quantifiable, but I but I factor that in. I think you give me the full touchdown. I will take Taylor Heineke playing for his starting job. I will take the uh, the Washington football team plus the seven against the Niners. My and Brock one. Purdy's due, due for some some turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. That, that guy is going to throw some turnovers very, very shortly. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Yeah, and then look, very similar style and team as well. The way that Washington is built with with, with San Francisco. Yeah. So again, Washington is a destitute man's. 
yes. San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, my number two, uh, I'm going to take the 10 with the Seattle Seahawks on the road at Arrowhead Man. Uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. I Look, the Chiefs just struggle to cover big numbers. We saw it last week where, look, Patrick Mahomes, the narrative should have been Patrick Mahomes is so absurdly good, and it still is. I mean, Mahomes... 36 of 41 last week, over 300 yards. Which is amazing. I asked out loud. I was like, is is that the highest percentage of anybody who's ever thrown 41 passes? Over Anyone over 40 passes, that was the highest completion percentage in league history. Uh, And the other thing is, like, I don't think it's very widely known. Like, he could break the all-time passing yards record. Passing yards record. And I think he will. He he needs less than 1,000 yards. Yeah, I I think he will uh, get get over the last three weeks because Kansas City's going to need to keep playing despite clinching the AFC last last week because they could still get the one seed with one slip up by Buffalo. But they struggle to cover big numbers. And Seattle has not covered. The last time we saw Seattle cover was on November 6th. They covered on the road against Arizona. Since then, five straight games where they have not covered. They're, they're leaking oil. Their defense stinks. I understand that. But I think Seattle is going to be able to move the ball on Kansas City. Ten is a large number. When you're dealing with, again, I don't think Seattle's terrible. I don't think they're terrible by any stretch. I think they're a perfectly average football team that should be able to play this game within single digits. So I'm going to take the the whole 10 with Seattle and uh, just hope this is not a game where Mahomes goes nuclear and they, they put up 40. But, hey, Kansas City was up 28 nothing against Denver and only won 34-28. Weather in Kansas City. Just least, cold. At least, as we do this, cold. at least we do this Thursday morning, 16 degrees, real feel of 11, 9 miles per hour wind, which is not a thing, but gust up to 22 miles per hour. Patrick Mahomes, though. He's been great in cold weather. In freezing temperatures, 8-1 career, and the only loss was that uh, overtime loss to the uh, Patriots in the 2018 AFC Championship game. Uh, Seahawks half game out of a spot in the NFC playoff picture. Detroit and Seattle half game behind the uh, Washington football team for the last spot. Uh, Dodd from his mom's cork attic. By the way, I just want to say this. We're 30 minutes into the podcast, and Todd has not done anything yet to make humans say, I'm never coming on this show again. <laughs> not yet, anyway. What's happening, Todd? What's up? Oh, oh, you wanted to hear from me now? Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> yes, no problem. I was going to say. Um, yes. Okay, yep. so... Uh, I'm going to go with Jeffrey on the Eagles plus six. Uh, oh. You know, oh. I here's the thing. I thought early in the year the best uh, the best side of the ball or or part of side of the ball was the Dallas uh, pass rush. I really really liked the Dallas pass rush pass rush early in the year, and I thought that was the most dominant uh, part of any team really because they were just sacking the living crap out of every quarterback they they faced, and their defense just looked amazing. I don't. I think they've sort of taken a step back on defense uh, the last couple weeks. Houston moved the ball more than you would think Houston could move the ball. Jacksonville, I think, is a good offense, but I think they showed what a good offense can do to the Dallas defense. I, I, I just think there's something, something's up with Dallas's defense, and I feel like Minshew, while obviously not great, he's definitely passable, um, and. I think a lot of the reason the Eagles have been so successful is not just due to Jalen Hurts. I think their overall team is just very talented, you know, on the lines and on the defense. And, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts has been fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But Minshew can run a little bit, too. He's not like a statue back there. So I think the Eagles will be able to hang in this game. 
with the Cowboys, I just don't see the Cowboys being this dominant defense it was early in the year. And therefore, six points in an NFL game with against a team that is that talented, you know, in the roster. I don't know. That just sounds like a lot of points to me. So give me the Eagles plus the six, just like Jeffrey. And hopefully we can both advance with that one. My one score 22 17 Dallas with the back door touchdown by Minshew. It's like, it's like Pete Axtell. Shouldn't exact even score. need the back door. You were saying, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I was saying the, the, so my one pre-flop award, uh, bet of the year that I love that I was like, oh well, that one's winning was Micah Parsons plus six fifty to win Defensive Player of the Year. Hey, you're in trouble. And now it's like a, a mano a mano with uh, Bosa, and I I believe that it, the, the the award will get determined by which one of those two guys has one more huge game in them. That's all it will come down to. Well, we kind of talked about this yesterday with the MVP race where Burrow and Allen play each other in Week 17 on Monday right. night. Right. This game is going to everybody on Christmas Eve. And and Goulet's point off air was the announcers will have some sort of impactful say on this, how, how much they hype up either one of these guys. All of that. These awards are Very so nebulous. nebulous. That's right. Matt Humans, you have a snake. You get your second and third here, Matty. All right, it's uh, I'm going to make it three now on the Eagles plus six. Wow. And uh, this is a game I played as well. I was a little bit um, disappointed in Todd's analysis there. He says six points is a lot. <laughs> now I'm counting on a backdoor touchdown to get there. So. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I, I like to do it, uh, you know, in, in a very you uh, like drama fashion. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the, the, I think the key here is Gardner Minshew. You guys have talked about it, so I'll keep it brief. He doesn't have to play the hero role this week. He's got an elite offensive line in front of him, plenty of, of playmakers at the skill positions. And this guy's got 22 career starts. And last December, when um, Jalen Hurts was out with an injury, Minshew started against the Jets. He went 20-25 for 242 touchdowns. Uh, also... I do think the Dallas defense is taking a step back. And again, if you watched the Jacksonville game a week ago, uh, I thought you had to be a little bit discouraged what you saw uh, from the Cowboys. They actually allowed 503 total yards and 192 on the ground, right? Seven, yeah, 192 on the ground, 7.1 per carry. That's what they allowed to the Jaguars. This Philly defense ranks number one in sacks and interceptions. Um you know, I've, I've been a big fan of Jalen Hurts, too, and I actually predicted before the season he was going to have a breakout year. I didn't think it would be this great, but it has been. Uh, but still, four and a half points, a difference between uh, Hurts and Minshew in this type of situation, I think is a little bit too much with the Dallas team that's been on the decline. We haven't really talked about it much, but Dak Prescott has not been sharp. Yeah. He's got 11, 11 picks in nine games, and the Cowboys are not hitting for a lot of big plays. So, yeah, Eagles plus six is going to be a play for me as well. All right. You know what happens when three people are one pick, though, on this show? We're in, we're in a little bit of hurt, oh, probably. Da- but. Dallas by 47. <laughs> da- <laughs> Dallas 53, the, the Eagles 6. No. All right, Matt, you get one more here. You're third. I, do I have to take a third? Okay, I'll go with... Uh, Could be a total. Doesn't have to be a side. No, nah, this is going to be an ugly dog here. I'm, I'm going to take an ugly dog that nobody else wants. This is the one that sits at the rescue shelter, and uh, everybody passes <laughs> through. And nobody picks this dog, and I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the Colts. Uh, well, I thought, I, think, gonna, I thought you were going to say Cardinals for a second. Okay. No, I got, I got something on that coming up here. Uh, but 
I think four, yeah, four and a half is the best number. I saw yep. five there last night, but four and a half is the best four number uh, right now. Basically, I'm, this is a contrarian play because nobody wants to bet the Colts. You can't fire an interim coach. Jeff Saturday's not, not going to get the ax, but you can change the quarterback. Is Nick Foles going to make a difference? I, I don't know if he's going to be a, much of a difference over uh, Matt Ryan, especially with Jonathan Taylor out. But I can tell you this, one of my favorite uh, strategies in the NFL, and this has been true for about 15 years, is to fade the Chargers when they're favorites. <laughs> they've won, uh, they've, they're eight and six. They've won only one game by more than six points this season. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'll take the Colts and the points. If I would say it on guessing lines this week. If Brandon Staley fucks this up, but I didn't, say, I didn't use that word on the guessing <laughs> lines. But if he does, because here are the Colts' last three opponents. Indianapolis. The Chargers, Chargers, I'm sorry. The Chargers' last three opponents. Thank you. Colts, Rams, Broncos. Combined record, 12-28-1. And the Chargers are currently in the playoff picture. So not only do you control your own destiny, you got it super controlled in terms of who your opponents are. If they mess this up, and by the way, no one would be surprised if they did. Not a soul. Well, not only that, they have the tiebreaker over Miami, too. (laughs) Like, if, if, if they... Screw this up, Gil. Yeah. Sean Payton's the coach of the Chargers next year. Yeah, he's probably outside the building right now. Yeah. Dodge, what's your final one? My final pick is going to be what do you have the line at for the Titans Texans game? Uh I uh I see a juice three. Juiced. I will three. take the juice three. Give me the juiced three. Are you Tennessee seeing the juice three? Titans. I'm seeing three and a halfs everywhere. Really? Oh, come on. I see juice threes everywhere. I don't. I see three and a half in most spots. <laughs> Jeffrey, can you can you come in here and give me some backup here against this guy? I actually am going to back Todd. I okay. think there are enough juice threes. All right. I think there's enough. See, finally the voice of reason against the evil forces of Gilead. I'm okay with this because I like the other side. Let Todd have the three. Yeah, take the three. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee Titans minus the three. Now, this is, this is what I uh, a bet I like to do in all sports. When you've got a team – that's just a dreg of humanity, the Houston Texans, and they've played horrendous. And then all of a sudden, they show some life against Dallas and Kansas City, two of the elite elite teams in Leader. the NFL. Leader. And they 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 cover these gigantic gigundous spreads easily. Seventeen they covered against Dallas. Probably should have won the game if they would have got it in, uh, in the end zone late uh, inside the five yard line. And then against Kansas City, they had chances as well, but covered a gigantic number. And now everyone's like, oh, now all they have to do is play against Malik Willis of the Tennessee Titans. That should be easy. Let's make it only three points. Wait just a moment, folks. Wait just a moment. The Tennessee Titans are, they're not a great team, but we still have Vrabel. Somehow we were able to push the game against the Chargers in a game that we should have gotten blown off the field in, 17-14. I think that this is the perfect example of when everybody hops on Houston now and, oh, Houston's not so bad. They're not so bad. We've got Davis Mills on the road, as Jeff has told us many times. He's a Hall of Famer at home and not very good on the road. He's now going into Tennessee. I believe it's going to be cold in the United States this weekend. We should be able to see a lot of a large running back from Tennessee pounding people. Bam, bam. Nobody wants to get in front of that guy and tackle that guy in the freezing cold. I can assure you of that. So we're getting a perfect situation here where people are a little down on the Tennessee Titans and they're a little like, oh, wow, maybe Houston's not so bad. Malik Willis, he's a backup quarterback. He stinks, right? 
no, Malik Willis will be fine. He'll dink and he'll dunk. We'll give it to Mr. Uh, Smash Mouth over there, and we're going to get home with a final score of 24-10 in a typical Texans football game. They lose by two touchdowns. Well, Thank you. Speaking of Malik Willis, I cannot believe I got the Liberty cover the other day. That was very fortunate. Very fortunate. Nice of South Alabama to show up last night, by the way. Um, Texans at Titans, because I promised the weather stuff, 18 degrees. Again, we're doing this Thursday morning. 18 degrees, 12-mile-per-hour winds, but gust up to 24. Yeah, do you want to stand in front of Derrick Henry in that freezing cold? Well, so that so the Titans have never played a home game in Tennessee with a kickoff temperature below 23 degrees. So there, there you go. But we were to your point, Todd. We were talking about this um, through the prism of Survivor, Circus Survivor today. So none of the big favorites, right above three and a half, above the Vikings Bengals tier, have none of the 14 entries left have anyone at their disposal except the Titans. 13 of the 14 have the Titans. And so the thought is, okay, like the two people who were saving the Bengals for the bonus in Survivor, shouldn't they probably now play the Bengals because of Malik Willis in for Ryan Tannehill? But to your point, Todd, the, the, the counter-argument is, yeah, but it's Derrick Henry. And so like of all the setups for the Titans to have in this situation, they might have the most favorable just because they have that dude. So and didn't Frabel yeah. almost didn't he didn't he almost win at Kansas City with Malik Willis? Should have won at Kansas City with Malik Willis. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean he he's the kind of guy he's like a Tomlin. They're gonna find a way to figure it out to massage it to figure a way to just hang around and and win the game. It's not I mean it's Houston Texans here, folks. This is not a good football team. Ronnie Hillman just died. Yeah, he liver cancer. Jeez. And yeah. Franco Harris. Can you believe Franco Harris died? This is insanity. Yeah, well, Franco Harris was 72, though. That's the difference. I know, but I, I had <laughs> yeah. at least uh, over under 76. By the way, who would you rather have uh, at, at his prime, Riggins or Franco Harris, Todd? There's only one correct answer here. Well, you know, Franco Harris did. I, I'm going to I'm gonna give you this one. Thank Riggins you. was better than Franco Thank Harris. Now, Fra- everybody loved Franco because he had the big yardage, the gaudy numbers. But the truth is, it was we had we had an incredible team, and he was just running through every. I mean, even Rocky Blyer with one leg ran for a thousand yards one year. So I will give you this: Riggins was great. With that being said, Mark Rippon isn't the be- greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> <laughs> what made you think I would think that? No, 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 no. Parlay. No Pick number three. Yes. Fraud Bowl 2022. Let's yes. go to it. I'm taking the Giants. I'm taking the four. Wow. With the Giants against Minnesota. You're all over the place today. Oh, I hey, look, I yeah. have three underdogs. I uh I, I they're all uh, they're all technically uh, in the playoff hunt, but look, I what happened last week with Minnesota was the dumbest thing until Sunday with Jacoby Myers that I've ever seen. That just, again, proves how dumb the Myers thing was. But the fact that Indianapolis, the only way the Colts possibly could have lost that game was how it happened. Oh, and by the way, should have lost in regulation because the refs screwed up that fumble that was clearly a Twice. fumble. Two of them. Twice. The one in the first half, which was not quite as bad as the one in the fourth quarter, which was the most obvious fumble in the history of man. Premature whistles, yeah. Yeah, it just, and Minnesota still won the game, mostly because Indianapolis, I don't know if they, if, if uh, what's, the, what's the, the offensive coordinator? Parker, Parker, Parker Lewis, oh. Parks, Frazier, whatever the hell his name is. Parker, Frazier, Frazier. Yeah, yeah, whatever right. the hell the, right. the, the kid's name is. Yeah. Just run the ball. Oh, you're up 30 points. Just run the ball every single time and don't let Matt Ryan throw a pass. The only reason they got back in the game was because they threw so many damn incomplete passes and didn't run the play clock down when they had the opportunity to. But Minnesota's, look, Minnesota's 11-3 with a plus-two point differential. The Giants, 
are currently in the postseason with a negative point differential. But I do think one thing has to be accounted for here. And Todd mentioned it earlier. With the way that the Giants put that game away, again, quote-unquote put that game away, yes, I know Washington had a chance at the end. But Saquon Barkley looks healthy again. And that is something that was not the case during that lull that the Giants had when they started losing games. I think the Giants' defense is better than Minnesota's. I think Barkley is going to play a giant role in this. And I think the Giants' defense, again, Jefferson will get his yardage. Cook will get his yardage. But I think this is a higher-scoring game that the Giants find a way to lose by a field goal. So I'm taking the four with Big Blue on the road in Fraud Bowl 2022, Gilly. It really is. Total Fraud Bowl. Uh, Giants looking good for the playoffs now. That was a huge win against the Commodores on Sunday. Uh, over a 90% chance for the Giants to get into the playoffs. How can they mess this up? Well, look, the uh, the winner of that game was going to have that over 90% chance. I thought Washington was going to run them out of the building. Boy, was I wrong. All right, my final play. Yo, wait, we have an update from the Patriots game. It seems that Joe Burrow has thrown his third pick of the first half, and the Patriots are up 24 nothing. Holy <laughs> cow, Matt Humans is correct, and Gilly Ice is it's not. It's not even a game that he's picking now. Just, now he's just messing around. But, by the way, Chase Young is going to play. That that was that, that just came there you down. Go, so baby. he is going to play this one. Uh, my last pick is the Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins. Miami. I'm laying, what is it, four? Four. Quattro, laying the four points. Uh, with the Miami Dolphins, again, just full disclosure, these bets are all in the betting account, not just saying them on the uh, show here. But I took uh, Dolphins minus four, Commanders plus seven and a half at the time. I know it's seven on the show. Bengals bought to the three, and I do have the Jags tonight, but the Jags are not one of my top three. But I, I got the Dolphins minus four. Here are the teams that the Packers have beaten this year. You ready for this illustrious list of teams? The Chicago Bears, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by two, the New England Patriots, Remember, they did beat Dallas. They were down 14 late in that game, and they beat the Bears. Oh, and the Rams. Here's who they lost to. Vikings, Giants, Jets, Commodores, Bills, Lions, Titans, Eagles. What does that tell me? They suck at football. They are, they are, I know a lot of people like, we had had Eric Eager on from Sumer Sports today. What is the sneaky team that nobody's thinking about that no one wants to play in the postseason? In the NFC, he said the Packers. Were you surprised by that answer? Yes. Me too. Like, come I, on. Mean, I mean, look, that's just a past history play that Aaron Rodgers is going to figure it out, but come they on. stink. They're not a good football team this year. I'm also more bullish on the Dolphins than most people are. Like, I'm not anti-Tua. And like last week, I know, and I say this all the time, like we have to fill content during the week, and a lot of people got into that. Like, as soon as I said I was on the Dolphins plus the points against the Bills, everyone was like, oh, Gil, I don't know if you heard this. Quick turnaround. They're coming from California. They're going to have to go to Florida. It's in the cold. And then Tua very eloquently said, you know, it snows in Alabama. And so I do think we overrate some stuff sometimes. I like the Dolphins. I think they're a good football team. I think two is way better than people want to make him to be. Um, Dolphins should have won that game at Buffalo. They had the eight-point lead. They kept settling on third and ones for throwing the football. Just run. There was like three different instances in that game where they just outsmarted themselves and they let the, left the door open enough for the Bills to come back and win. I think it's a mismatch. I'm taking the Dolphins and laying the points. I don't think the Packers are good at all. So those are my three. I'm staying out of the weather. By the way, the biggest— That was really a a very, very—I was very shocked that Miami played as well as they did. They really played well in that snow and craziness. That was just unbelievable. I thought Miami was actually better than Buffalo. Buffalo just made the plays at the end of the game that they needed to. 
Um, right, but, and I, I just didn't expect that. By the yeah. way, how come the announcers don't even realize oh. that when when Josh Allen goes airborne just about and puts this. the ball over? I'm watching this live now. Granted, I've watched 1.4 million football games, <laughs> but I I immediately say, "Wait a second, are you sure he didn't get in there? Yeah. How come they don't say that?" Yeah, uh, you know, they went to co- they, they went to commercial. The they went to commercial and didn't even consider that he had gotten over the plane. Yet uh, we watching were like, "I think he's I think he got over." I think that two-point conversion counted. By the way, Mark Sanchez, that whole broadcast is, was terrible. Mark Sanchez, all he does during the all he does is go, wow, whoa, oh. Like that's his whole color commentary. Which and works. The, the announcing and, yeah. and some of these college bowl games, like the announcers are so bad. They just unbelievable. They're like, well, they are down eight. They're probably gonna go for two if they get the touch. <laughs> probably, you think. Well, full disclosure, I texted Parlay in the middle of the uh the Vikings. Colts game. And I said to him, I go, who is this guy doing this game that is like doing a perfect uh, Iron Eagle imitation? Like he's emphasizing the exact same words that Iron Eagle is. Who is this guy? Just like, uh, it's Noah Eagle. It's son. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that explains it. Good for him. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Um, by the way, biggest weather impact this week, as, as we look at this Thursday morning, the Saints-Browns game, 29 miles per, uh, mile per hour winds, gusts up to 63 mile per hour, uh, 12 degrees, cloudy snow shower, very cold, blowing and drifting snow, could be the first game with 25 plus mile per hour winds since the Patriots-Bills crosswinds game last year. Monday night. Yeah. And you know, it reminds me of a Falcons. Do you remember the Falcons Bears game that had the lowest second half total I've ever seen in an NFL game? I believe it was 13 and a half or 14 and a half in the second half. It was a freezing cold Michael Vick against the Bears, probably early 2000s. Do you remember that? The line was like, I, I, I just couldn't believe it. It was like 13 and a half in the second half. 32 and a half the total in this uh, Browns game. Remember that Browns Raiders game where like the field goal was going right down the middle and all of a sudden it like, cut ninety degrees from the wind to the side. Like I mean, winds really matter in that stadium. So who knows? Thirty two and a half might not be low enough. All right, uh, teaser of the week, Matt Humans. Okay, uh, let's see. I considered 
the Saints. Actually, uh, I do have a bet on the Saints plus three talking about the weather in that game. Um, I think the Saints are going to run the ball very effectively against that uh, poor Cleveland run defense. I, I considered uh, the Raiders teasing this up, and uh, I did not bet. I did not get three with the Raiders, and um, I'm not sure how I'm going to play it. I might put them on a teaser. But one thing that uh, hasn't been talked about much when uh, we look back on that wild Patriots-Raiders game a week ago, the first six drives of the second half, the Raiders had a total of 36 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't trust this team, so I'm going to stay away from that. I'm going to tease down two favorites, and uh, I'm going to tease down the Bills to minus two and the 49ers to minus one. And I, I don't feel comfortable laying all the points with either one of those teams, but on a teaser uh, I'll go ahead and play the Bills and Niners. Todd Wishnev, star of Showtime's docuseries action. <laughs> I was thinking about the. I was thinking about having the Raiders up to eight against my Yenzers. My Yenzers, by the way, we're a football team already in that. What are we doing down here? We're taking the football. We're running it right up the gut. There's nobody can stop us in the run. I can't believe it. We've got a running game for the first time in 45 years. Uh, anyway, okay, enough about that. Um, my Yenzers, though, are, are starting to become a football team. I can't believe it. You have a Mike um, Tomlin stat you can share with us that none of us have ever heard before? I don't think Mike Tomlin has ever had a losing season. Is that the <laughs> I one have really? never heard that. Wow. <laughs> wow. But Yenz, I'll tell you Yenz one thing right yeah. now. We never put a lower number on the right side than the, than the left side. The left is where you're winning, and the, the right is the loss. Anyways, um, I will take the... Uh, Okay, I'm going to do something crazy here. I'm going to take the Bucks down to two against Marty McSorley, uh, whatever, whatever his name is. Marty, I'm pretty sure okay, it's Marty, I, yeah. Marty McSorley. Yeah. Marty McSorley from Back to the Future. I just can't believe this Arizona football team. Is this a football? What is this? So when, bad. When, when they have McSorley in there, it is the most unbelievable. First of all, they stink on defense. And they're terrible on offense. And now McSorley's the quarterback. This guy is not ready for prime time, folks. And I know the Buccaneers stink. Granted, they do stink. They should have won that that Bengals game. But okay, whatever. I think they can at least go down there and and beat the Buccaneers. I mean, my God. I mean, I mean, beat the the Cardinals. This is a joke team. Give me the Bucks minus two, and then give me also my second one. Oh, I had it before. Oh, yeah. Give me the Ravens. I still don't believe in the uh, quarterback from Cincinnati, University of Cincinnati, Ritter. Although he was good in the fourth quarter, you know, he pretty much did stink most of the game. Uh, I think the Ravens, that was a that was a misleading football game against Cleveland. The Ravens moved the ball a lot. They yeah. just kept shooting themselves in the foot. I think the Ravens at home against Ritter, you know, I, I'll take a, what do I have, minus a half on that one? Yeah, minus a half. You hate yeah, you you irrationally hate Ritter because of how much you hate Luke Fickle. Yes, I, I hate Luke Fickle, and right. then uh, irrationally, Correct. I hate Ritter as yes. a running quarterback yes. in a National Football League. That doesn't usually work. You know that doesn't usually work when you're like a running quarterback in in in. I mean, Lamar Jackson maybe worked, but I just don't see Desmond Ritter, and I do irrationally hate him. Jeffrey, I'm going to take Buffalo down to two. With Matt on that. And then to give some intrigue to what is the worst game on Christmas Day, I am going to push the Rams to eight and a half against oh, the Denver Broncos. Wow. Mostly because Denver just finally oh. beat someone by double digits. 
don't think they're capable of doing it in two straight weeks. So let's go. Let's go, Rammies. Let's go, Baker. I believe I do have a winning teaser, and this is not in my betting account yet, but will be momentarily. I am going to tease the Jaguars past the seven to the eight and a half or the eight, whatever it is tonight. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to pair it with the New Orleans Saints, which I believe I'm contractually obligated to use as a teaser leg because the total is thirty two and a half, and I would catch eight and a half. Come on, how can that lose? That's my teaser. Yep. Jaguars Saints. Browns, oh, Browns lose the red Saints rifle. nothing. Yeah. The beige, the beige water <laughs> pistol can fumble the ball because it's too cold. Mike Palm's beige water pistol. By the way, did they, did, I, I know Dalton's. I know Dalton's been good, but like, I didn't get the get the memo on like they're never playing Jameis Winston ever again. Like, when did that happen? They just decided he's not as good as Andy Dalton, and it's never going to happen again. I guess it's like he's just not even a thought at this point. All right, final two questions. Final two questions of each and every Megapod from its inception. The first of which is, which of the big favorites is the most likely to lose outright in your opinion? Here are your candidates, and I'm not including the Eagles and the Cowboys game. Your cow, your uh, your choices are the Bills, eight-point favorites on the road against the Bears. The Bears. Chiefs, ten-point favorites at home against the Seahawks. The Ravens. Six-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Falcons. 49ers, seven-point favorites against the Commodes at home. And uh, the Buccaneers, seven-and-a-half-point favorites at the Cardinals. Matt, which is the most likely to lose outright? I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. And uh, I know that Marty McSorley's on the other side, but still this Buccaneers team's all-around bad. Coaching, offense, defense, special teams, it's rotten. The, the Bucs are actually uh, three-and-six in the last nine games, and two of those were miracle wins. Yes. Right? This team should be 1-8 and eight in That's the last horrible. nine games. So let's go with the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, first of all, are, are we not all so secret? Are we all not so secretly hoping that the winner of this division is like 7-10? and 10? <laughs> so I mean, you might be lucky at this point. 6-8, and eight, one game lead for the Bucks over all three other teams in the division, Falcons, Saints, and Panthers. And what Matt is saying is 100% right. Two of them are miraculous. I think the first Saints game, they probably should have lost also, right? Oh, they, they, All they, the Bucs have Jay- to do, though, is to, if they get down 13 with four minutes left, they're going to win the game. All I they mean, have to do is get down 13. I mean, that first Saints game was 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 a coin flip until Jameis lost his mind. Well, and even then, there was a bad officiating call on that, and too. And then they're getting a home playoff game if they win this division. And they will likely beat Dallas in the 4-5. Well, you know, I, I, then you'll hear, I, then you'll hear everybody. We have to change the seating structure, and it's not fair. And teams shouldn't be able to get in. No, things. This is how life works. Sometimes you get in because you're in a bad division. Relax, people. Todd, what, which of those most likely to lose outright? I think the Niners might lose. Yes, I, I really. I'll tell you, I really oh, like no. your pick of the Commanders. That was one of my. You know, I didn't make my top three, but I, I think the Niners could lose this game. I think everybody's a little too high on Mr. Purdy. And Mr. Purdy, he might throw some interceptions. This would be a perfect team to to turn the ball over a couple times. We all know that when usually when favorites lose, it's a turnover situation. Who, who's, who could stop Purdy from maybe throwing a couple picks and somehow the, 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 the uh, Redskins just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, find a way, you know, and the Niners lose? Jeffrey? It's Baltimore. Hmm. Baltimore. The Ravens suck right now. I mean, they, they are they're not quite as ridiculous as Tampa with the way of sucking out these games, but Pittsburgh, if Trubisky remembers what color the Steelers wear, the Steelers win that game by two scores. And the Bronco game, I mean, that was 
The, the, the Broncos gave them eight bajillion chances, and they cashed in on the eight bajillion chance. So, I, look, I think the Ravens are. I think the Ravens are very lucky they won those last two weeks, or else we'd be looking at Baltimore collapsing and missing the playoffs like they did last year. Jason Kahn, who behind the scenes is doing this podcast, just texted me this. Jason, don't hate me for for repeating this on air. He says Minshew gave eulogy at Mike Leach funeral. Might be in for a really big game. So Jason Kahn just texted me. Is that the, uh, well, the, most, the most motivational guys, factor? Do we have week a, of the eulogy? Yeah, was, do I we have, have any eulogy week trends? Week of the eulogy str- uh, teams are fifteen and one with uh, eulogies. Yes, All right, I'm going with the Niners. I can't tell you why, other than what I said earlier. I just have a suspicion that the uh, Commanders show up and the Niners don't. So I'll just say it's them. Though the Buccaneers could very well either, and so could the Ravens. I, I think none of those three feel that good to me. Last question. Yeah, we live in a bizarre, bizarre world. You must bet aside on every single one of the 16 games on the National Football League slate. And remember, most of them are on Saturday this week. Then we have uh, three on Sunday and one on Monday. But you are allowed one free pass, Matt, one game that you want no part of on the spread whatsoever. What's that game? It's a tough call here. I think it's either the Broncos-Rams game or the Texans-Titans game. I'll, I'll go with the game in Nashville. I know Jeff's or uh, Todd's got a best bet on that one. I want to throw this out to you guys real quickly. I don't know if you talked about it on your pod. Uh, the Texans-Cowboys game, you recall the play after Dak threw the pick with about five and a half minutes ago, and the Texans, if they can score a touchdown, they basically put the game away. They go up two scores inside three minutes, and it's going to be awfully hard to lose that game. Uh, I know I got a friend who uh, – had a significant bet on the Texans on the money line. It would have paid off $50,000 in that game. Uh, you guys remember the second down play, the pass to Chris Moore? Yes. When it looked like uh, looked like he stretched the ball out over the goal line as his knee went down. I took photos of that play when I was watching the, uh, the game replay. How was that not reviewed? What was Levy Smith doing on the sideline? And in, in, the, in this NFL world where every play is reviewed – and everything is, uh, uh, you know, looked at so many times. How did that play? The play of the game, the most important play in that Texans-Cowboys game, how did that not get reviewed? Do you guys recall that? Yes, because I remember that. So they, they got the pick, um, and Matt's right. It was first and goal, I want to say, at the four. Don't hold me to that yard line, but I think basically what happened was first down, they lost a yard. So I think they started at the three. Then they lost a yard to the four. Then they go to Chris Moore, who, by the way, is turning out to be a pretty darn good receiver. Yeah. And, yes, is that the goal line? They didn't review that, Matt. They didn't review not, that. That was not reviewed. You remember well, because the, it has it has to be a scoring play to be automatic. And, and they didn't call it a scoring and, play. And, and, and Lovey somehow didn't challenge. I remember right. we were on the air. I yeah. stunned Lovey to not challenge. Right. And then they end up not getting in the Lovie end zone Smith, too. Yeah. Right. Right. Lovey Smith asleep at the wheel does not challenge it. Actually, the kicker was running on the field because they, everybody thought it was a touchdown. Then a rough runs in says no, his knee was down. It's uh, it's completely ridiculous to me that that uh, was not reviewed, but that falls on Levy Smith. But anyway, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Texans Titans as the uh, game I want no part of here. Dad, um, I don't want any part of this Broncos Rams game. I mean Baker Mayfield against uh, whatever that. Hey, Russell ripping. Wilson's back this week, Dottie. Oh, Russell Wilson's back. I still don't want any part of it, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Uh, I want nothing to do with Detroit and Carolina. 
Yeah, man. I'm just wondering how long this magic carpet ride for the Lions can last. Should have ended last week against the Jets, but they decided to not cover the tight end and then solid just forgot that he had three timeouts. So I'm a, I'm a Carolina Detroit. I want nothing to do with it. I feel like I can answer this question like five games, but I will, I will say. By the way, did you guys hear that? Did you hear that? That's the roar of Matthew Judon strip sacking Burrow. They're going the other way. Holy cannoli. We got an upset brewing in New England. Is this why your mom decided Orthodox Judaism was was to be your fate? Was this was this why she did that? Was she like, I, I got a punishment. fix for this kid? It was, it was punishment for my very, very disturbed soul. I'm going to say Raiders Steelers. I don't know that I, I mean, that is a, what is that the Christmas? Uh, that is Christmas Eve night. Christmas Eve. Wait, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve night. Yes. That's the solo standalone Christmas Eve night game. By the which way, it's going to be cold. Well, forget, forget the night. It's Christmas cold. Eve, right? Yeah. Christmas yeah. Eve, the 24th. So they never play games on Christmas Eve, right? This is immaculate reception. I, I, I don't, I want nothing to do with that game. I, I, I lean Steelers, but I, I would not bet, bet this game. Now, what are the chances of me, while everybody's celebrating Christmas Eve, not having a wager on this game when all is said and done? Probably low. Zero. <laughs> yeah, probably very low. All right. It's Nittelnacht. It's Nittelnacht. You, don't, you ever heard that one? No, what's that? That's good. I won't even tell you. <laughs> well, she said it, so just tell me. What is it? It's, it's, it's Yiddish for the, uh, the Jews. Uh, you know, they, they, they don't, whatever. The Orthodox Jews are, are kooky. Dude, they how, don't, many, how many Christmas Eves have you spent eating Chinese food while watching a Hawaii game in college oh, yeah, football, course, college bowl game? Because it's, it's Chinese food for the Jews. Yeah. The Chinese restaurants, by the way, if you have stock in Chinese restaurants, uh, it's going to go night. way up big night. on, on uh, Christmas <laughs> Eve. Because the Jews love eating Chinese food on Christmas Eve. Matt, tell the truth. Is this a cultural clash that you have no idea what we're talking about? What's... We lost humans. Matt, did we lose you? Yeah. Yes. He has no idea where we're talking about. I heard him yeah. talking about Chinese food on yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah. My, my sound keeps cutting out. Here. That's all right. Uh, That's all right. It's a whole thing. <laughs> all right. We've done all we can do. Matt Humans, everybody. First time on the podcast. Uh, Matt, hope it wasn't too painful, man. We appreciate you doing it. Okay. You bet, guys. Thanks. Matt Humans. And, you, uh, check out the Friday uh, Invitational. Friday nights, Friday Invitational, uh, Handicapping Invitational. Chris Felica in the lead with humans right here at VEASAN. For uh, Jeff Parlay, for Todd Wishnev, Gil Alexander, good luck with all your bets. Week 16, International Football League. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Thank you.